I usually start my story about acting more sustainably with my personal challenge to buy no packaged food for a week. I'm sure if you've listened to several episodes, you've heard that story. I can go back a little before. In my second TEDx talk, I describe how that challenge emerged from stopping eating meat, then hydrogenated oil, corn syrup, and foods where fiber had been removed, which was my proxy for overly processed food. And that gave a little bit of background. Sometimes I go further back. I talk about my love for the beauty of nature. That's what got me into physics. And that's what I describe when people ask me the question that I ask guests, which is, what do I think about when I think about the environment? But I hadn't shared some long-standing thoughts that didn't fit the narrative. It's not that I hid them. It's just that I'd grown out of them and didn't really think about them anymore. Not long ago, I rewatched a movie from, I think, the early 90s called The Doctor, starring William Hurt, about a doctor who remained so aloof from his patients that however brilliant, charming, and funny he was, his bedside manner made being his patient miserable. The movie recounts how, well, he gets sick, and that leads him to see the lack of caring and vulnerability in the hospital system that he was a part of. He was the top of. He was a brilliant surgeon, but just didn't connect with his patients, and they suffered, frankly. So as my tears stream down my face watching the movie, because he is receiving this care with no compassion, no empathy, and you can feel for him. And I saw the vulnerabilities that I protected as his became bare as well. I wanted to share a couple of them. So one of them that really hit me was that most of my life, up until very recently, I would look around and think, all these problems happening, they'd be less if we made things more efficient. We should have tall buildings in cities and farms. There should be no suburbs in between. It should be cities where people live and work together and farms to produce food elsewhere. And we shouldn't have all the sprawl in between. And I thought if we could just make things more efficient, that would solve a lot of problems. Now, now I look at efficiency and think it's, it's about values. It's not about just efficiency. I also thought technology would arise. It seemed obvious to me that we would solve problems by figuring out technologies that would solve these things. Technology had solved so many problems before. We just had to find better solar and better wind and other things that would carbon sequestration and other things that would solve these problems. For example, fusion seemed an obvious solution. Fusion we would take, fusion would take things that we have plenty of and make tons of energy with no radioactivity, no carbon emissions, no greenhouse emissions. That seemed an obvious thing. We should just get fusion. If we had fusion, it would solve so many problems. I never stopped to think, if we got fusion, would we simply live the way we do now with all that extra energy? Would we not change other things? It seems to me now obvious, but at the time, it seemed clear. Fusion, and if I'd really thought about it, Fission, if it could be done in ways that would not have produced so much radioactivity and not make weapons possible, that would seem like it should work. If I go back to when I was young enough, there were certainly times when I sat in traffic and it seemed obvious to me that if the road that I was on were simply wider and extra lane were put in, or there were other roads, that would lower the congestion. This seems almost painfully naive to me now because building roads tends to increase traffic, not in all cases, but overwhelmingly that seems to be the case. And I guess I just never talked about these things because I've grown out of these beliefs that technology would save us, that markets would save us, that innovation would save us. It never occurred to me that the problems were not out there, that carbon dioxide, mercury, these things don't do things that we're trying to stop them from doing what they would do. They react to us. If we are causing these things, it's ourselves, our beliefs, our systems, our goals. And if we don't look inside ourselves that's leading to the behavior and that's hard to do to look inside oneself and find 
beliefs that you have, for me, I should say, the beliefs that I have that cause problems when I think that they should cause solutions. And when I, when I later look back at something that I held before, I feel like, oh, how could I have thought that? I feel ashamed. I feel kind of guilty. Not at my behavior at pollution, but at my naivete of thinking things that had I thought them through more, well, this is the thing. It takes time to think things through more, and that generally has to come through action. That's where I am now, but I didn't know that before. I didn't really know how to describe that. So these are things that I was wrong about, that I simply didn't know, and I don't. there's no reason I should feel ashamed about these things, but I don't want to keep... And it's not that I was trying to keep them secret or hidden. It just didn't occur to me to talk about how I used to think we should keep think, making things more efficient. I do believe we should make things more efficient, but I don't think that that will solve the problems as long as our beliefs and values for growth and externalizing costs remain. If those are the goals of the system, to grow it and to externalize costs, well, those things pollute and they pollute ever more. And if we make that system more efficient, then we will pollute more efficiently, which is to say more with less effort. That's the last thing we want. The problem now is not that we're lacking efficiency. The problem is that we have too much waste. We can't get away from it. There's no way to put it in, which was the case before. Another thing, when I thought about lowering birth rates, the only example I could think of was China. I knew that there were cultures living on islands, for example, where they could live for a long time and keep the population steady. And I wondered how they could keep the population steady. Did they not have as many births? Did they kill the babies? Did they abort the babies somehow? I really had no idea. But somehow, there were islands that could hold 10,000 people and the people would be there for hundreds of years. I didn't know how they would work. The only way I could think of for lowering population intentionally, besides war and famine, was China's one-child policy. And I couldn't really think of that. That didn't seem to work for me. Forced abortions, tearing down people's homes when they broke the rules. Only recently, as in the past few months, did I learn otherwise, that there were nations that embarked on programs they were non-coercive, that led to people lowering the birth rates happily, voluntarily, leading to prosperity, more prosperity for everyone. So for a long time, I could not talk about lowering population. It just didn't work for me. And I was simply ignorant about things that had worked in other places. To me now, I think if we want to solve a big, well, in general, if you want to solve a big, complex problem, the best way I know how is to solve a relevant, smaller, simpler problem learn the skills and develop experiences and then apply that to a more complex case and then to a more com complex case and then to a bigger case and eventually you go from what works on a small scale. It doesn't always work, but when it does work, then you can apply it on a bigger scale. Other things I've talked about, but I want to make it, I don't know how clear I make it. Before I tried to avoid packaged food, I had no idea that I might possibly like it more. I thought New York has some of the best restaurants in the world I'm in Greenwich Village. They're all around me. Cooking on my own, I figured, must be less variety, less choice, less delicious than going out and getting people who are trained to cook. I thought, and I ate, I ate a lot of the fake meats. This is before Beyond Burger and Impossible Burger. But they would have, like Trader Joe's would have these fake meats, and I'd get a lot of them. Or um, soy milk and oat milk. I'd drink a lot of that. So all that was going to be out. I wasn't going to make my own veggie burgers at home. I guess I, someday I will. I certainly wasn't going to make soy milk from scratch at home, although I'll probably do that soon as I learn to cook better. 
but I really thought I was going to have a miserable diet for a while. I, I don't know how well to get this across. I really thought it was going to be suffering and sacrifice. I also really thought for a long time, what difference does one person make? I started a company, Submedia. I co-founded it in, had the idea in 96. We incorporated in 99, got our first funding then. Went live in 2001 in Atlanta, then New York, Philadelphia, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Budapest, Athens, Mexico City. I was bringing advertising to subways. I thought the best thing I could do was to keep operating within the system that would eventually would fix things. I didn't think, you know, I knew growing up in the 70s about global warming. I knew that sea levels were rising. I mean, I guess we hadn't measured it and it seemed abstract, but I knew it. I could have acted a long time earlier. I could have done something. I didn't. I just kept doing what I used to do. And I realize now that in a situation where the whole world is facing these catastrophic results, participating in a system that created those results, that's really contributing to the, these, those results. I was doing what everyone was doing. I feel like people don't get this about me because they often look at what I do and they say, well, you can do that because you know more than we do or because I don't know what they think. But my PhD in physics, while it makes, I believe, the science, I can understand it more readily than many people. I know a lot of scientists who know the facts, but that doesn't translate into behavior. I, in fact, I don't know any scientists whose understanding of what's going on with the environment is leading them to change their behavior. I guess I know one or two, a rare minority. Most of them, they're doing whatever they used to do. I did the same. And it wasn't until later that I realized through learning leadership and acting, the reason that I know more is not because I had some insight or because I learned about the environment when I studied science. I knew more than the threshold that I should do something to act if I wanted to get different results. As does everyone. Everyone knows that the sea levels are rising. Everyone knows that there's mercury and plastic all over the place. The reason I know is because I acted. Before I acted, I felt ashamed. I felt guilty. I felt helpless. After I acted, I realized oh, I, can, I can make a difference. This, I like doing this. And then I felt I want to know more. And that led me to learn more. I know more now because I look stuff up because I made the transition through action to go from feeling guilt and shame and helplessness and emotions that make me go away from something to accomplishment and enthusiasm and joy and community and connection and deliciousness. Then when you get stuff, you don't want to shy away from it. You want to learn more. And that's why I know more. If people want to know more, a lot of people feel that it seems like I did, like, oh, if I just knew more, I would then act. But it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. If I just kept waiting to learn more, I wouldn't ever start. I also thought people wouldn't like it. It wasn't until I was talking with a friend of mine, Jay, whom I wrote about in Inc. Magazine, that when he took on picking up one piece of trash per day, oh no, when he picked up 10 pieces of trash a day for 30 days, and then came back to me and told me that he enjoyed it, then I realized, oh, other people might like this too. There's nothing special about me. I wanted to share some of these beliefs that I had that I belabored under for probably most of my life. Now I consider them backward, but at the time I really thought technology was the way out. I felt like the markets would produce innovation. Innovation would create technology. Then we'd come up with solutions to our problems. 
Now I can, I see it otherwise. The problems are not a lack of technology. The problems are not misguided technology. On the contrary, technology is what we've been using to make things more and more efficient all the time since at least the industrial revolution. And that's causing in a system based on growth and externalizing costs, that's creating more and more pollution. I was a part of that system as much as anyone. I started a business to create advertising, to sell more stuff to more and more people. That was a part of the system as much as anyone. And I didn't know that if I exited that system, I wouldn't suffer. I would actually like it more. This all came from reflecting after and during watching the movie The Doctor with William Hurt, which I recommend. These are some places where I was wrong.